Two years after Casino Royale breathed new life into the 007 franchise, Daniel Craig returns in Quantum of Solace. With fresh eyes, we discuss if it's on par with his predecessor. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. This is episode 31 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. Right, Matt, we are back, man, and uh, we are so happy to welcome back Josh. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, but uh, thank you for allowing me back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your um, your episode did decent in the ratings. Um, on air, we won't specifically talk exact numbers. We're like Netflix in that <laughs> regard. But you know, you did all right. So welcome back, man. Oh, that's a huge compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> So um, before we get the ball rolling on the episode, I listened to our episode last night and I have two questions for you from based off of what you said last time. Uh, we're going to table the book stuff because I understand that takes a little while for that to get mm. going. But the first question is, do you know what part of London you live in now? Oh, <laughs> Um, luckily, uh, my geography has improved um, slightly. Uh, I, li- I live in Twickenham, which is in the southwest. Uh, it's famous Twickenham. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those weird English names that is sort of not too hard to pronounce, but just a bit strange. Uh, it's famous, at least locally, for having a rugby stadium. Oh, cool! Um, what uh, what club? God knows. I, I think I, I think it's. <laughs> Do you want me to? You want me to edit that out so you questions. don't get beat up by the hooligans? No, no. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. That I don't know. Um, no, it, I think. Uh, I think it. It. Uh, it's mainly used for hosting um, international matches. So when England plays, they'll play there. So uh, okay. that's as much as I know. All right. And last question: um, Has anyone? So I assume that you know your girlfriend and hopefully also her parents listen to your episode. Um, she said she would. I don't know if she has. <laughs> oh, I. Uh, if she has, she hasn't commented, which is. Mm, uh, oh. I'll just assume she hasn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, does that want... does that completely foil the question? Yeah, I was gonna ask if anybody <laughs> in the house asked about that ring since we brought it up on that episode. Ah, you're making me thankful that they haven't listened to it now. <laughs> 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 no, um, if 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 they did. Um, if any of my friends did, which I recommend that they do, um, it's been very hush hush. So <laughs> okay, they talking behind your back. It's gonna be a surprise, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So what you've been up to um, since we've last talked to you? Oh, um, <laughs> what? oh shit! What I write in that outline? I thought you said, um, "All right, Matt." Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Goodness. Um, I haven't been up to much. I've just been sort of working away. And um, uh, I, I, last time I told you I'd written a novel, uh, uh, which remains just as true. Uh, but I've been writing my, <laughs> my next one. Um, uh, that's sort of been the, the main event I've been working on the past two months. Um, yeah, uh, apart from that, I've just been chilling, watching films. Um, Watched the new Bond film, but we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss the um, the one from two thousand and eight, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've just been writing and working and. You going mentioned that run. you saw Dune, or did you? Oh yeah, Dune? 
Yeah, I, I I read it and then I watched it and then I watched the the David Lynch film. And then I watched the um the documentary on the the Jodorowsky film. Ah, yes, um, yes. It's but yeah, it's 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 a very strange thing for me to do because I I, I hated June. <laughs> wait, wait, which film? The book. Ah, uh, good question. Yeah, the wait, book. Which... Had... <laughs> <laughs> Since there are four that I'm talking about, no, um, the book. I read the book and. Uh, as as you know, I, I'm I'm quite into literature. I enjoy reading quite a lot, and I enjoy science fiction quite a lot. Um, you know, the novel I'm writing now is science fiction, so I thought, uh, well, I need to read Dune because that is the classic sci-fi. On the blurb, of the book I have, it says it's you know the the science fiction Lord of the Rings. So uh, I thought this new film's coming out, so I'm going to read the book, and then um, and then I did that, and I hated it. <laughs> which is a very controversial opinion because uh, everyone loves it it's not controversial i don't know if you listen to our episode but i read like two or three chapters and i was like i'm good don't explain mm. the plot of this movie uh, the plot of of this book like this early into it yeah yeah exactly yeah no they've got all the sort of the epigraphs at the beginning of each chapter that basically spoil the story um and don't add anything to it apart from spoiling it um this is obviously just my opinion but it's it's a bit of a slog it's it's long book as you probably know and and that just there there are moments when something exciting happens and you think oh goody i can sink my teeth into this and then it just sort of skips ahead and it's it's almost like it's doing it deliberately <laughs> and uh, i felt affronted by that but that's just me what did you think about the the newest film yeah so um I preferred it to the book, but that's not saying a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being far too critical, but uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it for the spectacle. I think um, the Denise Villeneuve, he's, he did a Blade Runner 2049. Yes. Um, which again, is it, just extremely impressive just to watch. Um, you can just, you can see all the budget that's just been sunk into it. Uh, and yeah, and, and June was really cool to watch, but again, I, it felt a little bit shallow to me. Um, and again, I felt affronted because it was only half a film. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, have you guys seen it? We did a whole episode on it, man. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm I, sorry. I need to. <laughs> I'm and not you, caught and up you wrote that in the outline. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I realize I, you have a podcast on it. I, that was me um, speculating that you had probably already done one on June. <laughs> Uh, I haven't done my homework, I'm afraid. Uh, no, I didn't check, but um, but yeah, presumably I've okay. seen it. <laughs> I I hated it. I, I didn't hate it. Really, it was just confusing, very confusing. Yeah, because I didn't read the book or anything like mm. that, so it was just so, very confusing to me. So all three of yeah. us felt the same way on that really? episode that they weren't clear. And the only reason I had clarity is because I read the a couple of chapters of the book, mm. and then I was on YouTube. And I was like, oh, and I watched the David Lynch movie, which actually you shouldn't do. But um, then I was like, okay, now I understand these things. I had to do outside research because the movie was made for people that that are familiar with the source material. Mm. Yeah, no, it it was definitely um, riding on the back of the the huge fandom, which basically developed over the past 50 years. Um, Yeah, it's it is. I mean, the book's sort of confusing as well. And again, that that is deliberate because it throws all these weird terms in there, and a lot of it is just sort of cultured Islamic philosophy that doesn't really make sense in the context. No comment um, on that, but yes, yeah, it's it's it's, it's sort of bizarre. Um, 
And the film, I think for a film as long as it was, and considering it was only the first half, it definitely had time to explain a lot more and it just sort of didn't. But right. even as someone who basically did understand what the film was about because I'd read the book, I still felt uh, yeah, could be better. Yes. Um. So, what? Why do you hate Thanksgiving and Christmas? Oh. Um, oh wait, wait. You don't actually. No, you shouldn't like Thanksgiving. That's an affront to your your whole culture. I I don't have an opinion. Uh, well, no, I do have an opinion. Uh, but it's a positive one. Um, I. Uh, I I didn't say I, I I hated it. I was um I was baffled by it. Uh, baffled in the sense of confused because um, <laughs> I thought I'd bring this up because it's, it's always a cause of transatlantic confusion. Um, in that we so you guys have Thanksgiving, which I think is in five days or something. Yep, it's right? this Thursday. This Thursday. It's uh the fourth Thursday in November. See that in itself is confusing, but. So before, like in the third, in the 30s, I believe they changed it. There had to be a whole act of Congress because previously it was always the last Thursday of November. But the problem with it being like that kind of a sliding scale on some years, it would limit the amount of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm. And they wanted to make sure that the stores had enough time to like sell all their bullshit. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I've learned something new. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is sort of, um, we were talking before about um, kind of, I suppose, Hanukkah. And, and if you're not Jewish, you tend not to know too much about it. Um, and for oh, wait, me, wait, they, they don't know about that. That was pre-show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, little, little behind the scenes bit there. But um, for, from someone external to kind of american culture from what i know about thanksgiving it looks a lot like our christmas as in that you sort of you eat turkey mm-hmm. and that uh, you'll kind of gather around for dinner i mean obviously there's a lot more to christmas than that but yeah th- um, yeah think we think of thanksgiving as like pre-christmas right okay so it's, is it sort of the two things are involved with each other or are they completely distinct sort of um you want to jump in matt <laughs> I completely agree, disagree with what you're saying. I, okay, okay. Too, well, too... well, let me let me say what I'm going to say then. All right. So, so, okay. I think of Thanksgiving as pre-Christmas because, you know, the kids get a couple of days off school. Families you, sometimes they will come for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Other times it's like we're going to do either or. Family comes around, they gather, they have a meal. While there isn't an exchanging of gifts. If they are all in on the Thanksgiving festivities, the next day you punch people at the store to buy things for for Christmas. All right. So, yes, I agree with some of the stuff you said. Like to me, it is a separate holiday, but like but it is like that. So with it being so close a month apart and everything, it is like when you have family coming out in town or from out of town, it is all right either we're going to do Christmas or we're going to do Thanksgiving because it's so close. Um, and the connection you're saying, yeah, with Thanksgiving, you have Black Friday next day, of course, and then you're buying the Christmas gifts. But as a, if you just on face value the holidays, it's not really connected because you brought it, uh, you said about the turkey. I don't know what other house is doing, but we don't do, we only do a turkey for 
Thanksgiving. We don't do a turkey for Christmas. Yeah, I do ham, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I have we we have we have ham for both. Okay. Yes, but I saw. I'm I'm wondering now if that's a black thing. No, I, I think I've I've seen ham for Christmas in quite a few different films, and okay, well, this is mostly okay. from films I've seen. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the idea that you have turkey for Thanksgiving and ham for Christmas, whereas we, um, it's it's sort of sacrilegious if you don't have turkey for Christmas. Oh, really? That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Our listeners, yeah. please please email us uh, at <laughs> we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Yes, I'm. I would be interested to see who has turkeys for Christmas. Maybe that's a thing for like other cultures do, and I'm just not aware of it. Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Because yeah, also we don't have trying to think of we do we have a quote unquote Christmas dinner? Like there's there's food on Christmas. Right, but it's not like you know, we're Thanksgiving, you got you have your, you know, big quote unquote Thanksgiving dinner. Right. But um I don't think that we actually have a Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner. Like the only thing I'm like it's more free for all. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I can't think uh, of one. Yeah. Do you have um do you have Christmas crackers? (laughs) So I'm I'm familiar, but um I'm sorry, Matt. No, explain to me. I have no idea. I have never heard of Christmas crackers. Um the things you pull apart, right? Yeah, yeah. So you'll um you sit down at, at Christmas dinner and then between each place there's um this how do you describe it? It's um, it's basically a tube made of paper. Yeah. And yeah, you pull on it with your neighbor, and it, it sort of explodes. And there's a, a section in the middle, and whoever basically wins gets the section in the middle, which will have like a really crappy little toy in it and a stupid joke or something like that. Sometimes there's a crown. Oh, there's always a crown. It's always a crown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So they sell them at Target. Um. I mean, I know that that's not there but uh also here you can get them from world market but uh yeah um we've done them a few christmases okay uh just because we knew that they you know were british and we're like oh this is cool yeah it's actually it's a weird tradition now that i think about it (laughs) so since we're on the topic of people's um holidays and stuff explain boxing day to us do you know boxing day we do not Oh gosh. Um, well, we, maybe we do, <laughs> but we don't call it Boxing Day. What is it? Yeah. Well, as far as I'm aware, I, it's just the day after Christmas, and we call it Boxing Day. And I'm not entirely sure why. I've definitely asked in the past, uh, but I can't remember. <laughs> so if there is a it's reason, a it's secret. Not, it's not too interesting. Um. Yeah. You definitely get the day off work, but I can't tell you any more than that. Follow <laughs> <laughs> you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got a question for us, your holidays. Um, one thing I hate about our holidays is they don't coincide with the weekend. With like Japanese holidays, they coincide with the weekend to get more time off. Like, for example, mm-hmm. as long as we've been doing this and they know when I say they, I mean, the government knows people travel and stuff for like Thanksgiving. Why isn't Friday a, ho- a day off for everybody? Hmm. If wow. you know people are traveling, people coming in, why are you still making people work on a Friday or they have to take vacation for that? Well, partially because of that, I think. 
I mean, because I'm like the, the Japanese holidays, they always it's like Thanksgiving where it's like the fifth blah blah of each month or whatever. Well, no, it's like they get a day, but then like they will it's not like a set day, but like they coincide with like it's multiple days. So it'll be like um they have like a lot of holidays based off like stuff. So it'll be like tree day and tree day will be on like a Thursday or something like that. And then it'd be like close to the weekend or they'll give them that day off or something like tree that. Tree day part two, the revenge. Right. It, it's like weird stuff like that. Okay. So, and like they get multiple, then they get multiple, like some holidays, they get like multiple days in a row for a holiday, which we don't have at all. You don't get any of their holidays off because yeah. you work on base. Yeah. Cause I work for the government, but the fucked up part about it is like they get their holidays and they get our holidays. That's funny. I want to be off on tree day too. You want to be like a Jewish kid in a regular school where they get uh, Jewish holidays and Christian holidays? Yes, that's what I want. Whatever day's off, I want to be a part of it. That's a dream. But yeah, Josh, you was talking about how you're writing another book. Can you give us a little oh. plot line or a little sneak peek? The new book? Yeah, what the new book is about? Inside yeah. the Mind of Josh. Oh, God. You don't want to be there. It's um this so this one is a, a bit of um I guess a 180 from the other book. It's um it's a science fiction novel. It's it's set in a post-apocalyptic English landscape where um there's been this disease which at the moment I'm calling the blight, and it's basically killed everything. So it's 28 days later. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 far far more original, far more original. Um it's no, there's no zombies or anything, but it's um, the people who have survived. They they live in these cities that are kind of floating in the air because um, the blight kills everything on the ground. It mm. kind of travels through the soil. I need to stamp this out and make it make sense because currently it doesn't. But um, essentially, if you live in these really tall cities, uh, you can live, but they're very isolated communities. And the protagonist, she grows up in one and... Basically, there's these radios everywhere and there's this voice which constantly comes through them and it tells them what to do at all hours of the day. Um, it's it's sort of like a religious voice, so it tells them to pray and things like that. Mm. Um, because it's constant, it basically precludes all thought. So you can't <coughs> really think, you're just hearing this thing nattering away all the time. And then she escapes one day. And when she escapes, obviously, she can't hear the voice anymore because the, the radios are all in the city behind her. And so she goes off in search of the source of this voice. And if I told you any more, that would be spoiling it. Gotcha. But um, I, yeah, she but goes I, off on the journey. Sounds interesting. But um, getting back to Ur, what's the status on that, man? Mm. Uh, I've, well, the last time I sent out to an agent was, I think, around the time we did the last podcast. Okay. Um, still still waiting. Still. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick it up again. I might, I might try and edit it down and see if I can... Because, you know, if, if you write something and you, you kind of shove it in a drawer for a while yeah. and then you look at it with fresh eyes, you'll, you'll see what's wrong with it. So I need to do that, basically. But I'm, I'm too invested in the new story. Got All you. Right. All right. So, Matt, what you been up to, man? Uh, none too much. Um, my son has started football. Now, when you say hey. football, do you mean globally football <laughs> or do you uh, mean... American football. I mean, American football. Well, he's in, done, quote unquote, he's done football before, 
where global football before, but now he's doing American football in Japan. Yes, in Japan. And so as much as this reminds me, did anybody see that fourth Transformers movie? Or maybe it was the fifth one. It was, it was one of them where um, they went to China for no reason. And like they had some Chinese kid playing American football. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Michael hey, Bay, you've gone too far. Hey, they do it. They do it. Actually, no, I take that. They, I mean, some people do it, but like their version, the big thing is rugby, like in Japan, mm-hmm. the closest thing to American football. But no, I, this is through uh, the base. Okay. Yeah. So, but so I'm a, huge football fan and everything. And my son was out there. And the first thing I thought about was he was like, so how was it? How was his first time? Was it good? I was like, no, it was bad. Who asked this? My son. He was like his first day of practice and everything. Oh, how was was he? How was he? Yes. He was like, I was like, yeah, it was bad. Um, (laughs) But I'm like, Hey, you start at the bottom. There's nowhere else you can go. It's up from here because (laughs) He couldn't catch. He wasn't like they're right now. They're doing like a uh, flag football. Okay, we're helping them like that. So he was like, uh, you know, p- couldn't pull the flags. And like instead of like your goal is to get a touchdown. So like, it's not just him too. It's all the kids to where instead of them like you know trying to get away from somebody grabbing your flag and running for a touchdown, it's like a game to where like. I still want you to grab my flag. So like they're just running backwards and stuff like that to escape the flag. It's more like a tag. They're playing tag with the ball versus actually trying to score. So uh, it's, it's going to be a work in progress. It's going to be a work. It's because so I, so like the following week, I went out to the field, played catch with them and everything. Hands are like stone. Couldn't catch nothing. So I was like, maybe you might be better on defense then. So. Yeah, that's where we're at now. So I feel like maybe I should have been one of those parents where you see like six-year-old kid is like a phenom or doing stuff. I was like, maybe since he was born, I should have been throwing him passes and stuff so he would be prepared for this moment. But no, I wasn't. I mean, there's there's still time to improve. Well, yeah, that's why I told him. I was like, hey, this is your first time doing this. Um, You'll get better, hopefully. And... (laughs) But he still he had fun, and I guess that's all that matters. So did you switch him to football and take him out of was he in karate, taekwondo? What was it? Kickboxing. Yeah. Did you take him out of kickboxing because he was getting too good and you was worried about him whooping your ass? No. Oh, I never talked about that again. Now we we took him out because he just didn't like it anymore. And he wasn't um putting the full effort in. I so I'm like, there's no need for us to keep paying for this. And I'm not at the point where I'm like, damn it, you you signed up for this. You're going to finish it all the way through like that. I'm like, hey, if you don't want to do it, I'm not going to keep paying for it. But I'm like, his thing is, you're going to do something. You're going to do something after school. So if it's not kickboxing, all right, we're going to do football now. And if it's not, he's going to do some kind of thing like that. So, so he said he didn't want to do it anymore. So he um, doesn't want to. Oh, but speaking of that, does lessons has paid off. So the other day, um, they were my son. I don't know if they was playing. They weren't playing kickball. Uh, kickball. They weren't playing. Uh, they football? weren't playing. Um, football. No. Um, Black football. No. Kick, what's Rugby. The ball you kick. Kickball. 
it's called kickball. That sounded weird when I said it. Yeah, the yes, we we went around in a circle, and you were right the first time. Oh no, that just sounded weird. They was playing kickball. Guess that is right. Okay, so they were playing kick. They weren't playing kickball. Excuse me, but they were playing a game where you kick the ball, and one of the persons kicked the ball, hit my son, and it rolled back to that kid. The kid, according to my son, looked looked him in the eye and kicked the ball again at him. <laughs> so my son went up there and punched him. Jesus. <laughs> so um, I was like, I was like, where'd you punch him at? He was like, in the back. I was like, why would Wait, you punch what? him in the back? Punch him in his face. Right. So he said that because once he kicked him uh, with the ball, he walked away. So my son took that as disrespect, where he you was gonna kick the ball at me and just walk away like I'm not gonna do nothing. So he went and pushed him in the back. And I was like, so what did you do after that? He's like, I went and just sat down. <laughs> so I told him, all right, just because you're upset, it's always teach him like if somebody hits you, defend yourself. Right. But, but don't be a bully. Right. Don't be a bully. And you can't just hit somebody because you upset at them. But I was, I know he he don't listen to the podcast, but I was happy that he did it because he, <laughs> he's he's um you know he's not the violent type or whatever like that. He's the one like he if this was a movie he'd be like the kid that was getting bullied. He's he won't he won't type. So at least he felt the the aggression or whatever is inside of him to I didn't like that. Let me defend myself type of thing. That's good, I guess. Mm. So I so kickboxing lessons has helped him build up his confidence. I I will say. Good. How old but is speak, he? He's ten. Ten. Oh, okay. Ah, cool. Yeah. No, he's he's got time to improve his uh his football. <laughs> yes. Yes. But speaking of school and things, so my Netflix recommendation is a show on Netflix called Sex Education. Hmm. Um, season three dropped a couple weeks ago, and um, I was finally able to finish. Uh, season three. Have you guys seen Sex Education? Any I'm of the halfway, halfway through season three. Okay. I, I haven't seen any of it. Um, let me ask this. As um, someone from the UK, how do you feel about the show and the liberties that it has taken on, you know, little things like, you know, school? Uh, it, it's completely inaccurate. It I know. Does, I know. That's what, it doesn't that's what resemble the UK in any sense. Um, uh, wait, well, hold on. Well, explain, explain why. Because I'm taking this as face value. I, whatever happens at that school, I'm like, ah, uh, the UK mm. people are crazy. Because <laughs> yeah, they no. basically are like, here's British people, but it's modeled after like American school. Yeah, it's 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 strange. So, um, it's the school itself could be a a, a British school, just architecturally speaking. <laughs> um, it's a weird mishmash. You hear accents from all over the country, which probably wouldn't be the case. Um, unless it was, a, I suppose, a, a, a private school. It's very, as the title suggests, very sexually hyperactive, which certainly wasn't my experience at school. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how, how true that is. Um, and then there's also, and so in the latest season, there's this whole controversy where the head, head, uh, head mistress, a teacher, she introduces a school uniform um, for the kids. Now, th this wouldn't be controversial because pretty much every school in the country has a school uniform and they're like, that's fine. <laughs> and <laughs> these kids, they are just not having it. 
and and the basically the show just kind of paints her out as like a dictator. Um, I, I, I ended up finding myself sympathizing with her, but I'm not through the whole season yet, so I can't really comment. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's a very it's. There, I mean, there are plenty of shows I do this where they it will be set in a certain country, but they'll basically divorce it from its context, so it's more palatable for people around the the, the world to watch it. No, you you um, can say Americans. You can say Americans. No, 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 no. I, I don't mean Americans. I mean just just anyone. So say if um, if I, for example, I'm watching a show in Japan, Matt would understand it with all the the contextual, or presumably it would, with all the sort of the the little societal things that I wouldn't pick up on. But if they got rid of those, then it would make a lot more sense to someone like me, and I'd be more inclined to watch it. For example. And I think that's what they've done with this show, and it's it's worked because it's a very successful show. But it's it's it's, it's very unrealistic at the same time. Right, and so um, to give you, if you never watched the show, and to give you an overview, of what it's about, you have, um, I think it's six, seven main characters, what they focus on throughout, and they're in school, and different scenarios basically revolve around sex. Um, the main character name is escaping me. Right Otis. Now. Otis. That's right. Otis's mother is played by Julian Anderson. Yes. Uh, Scully is, from X-Files. Yep. Yes. And she's a uh, therapist, a, well, a sex therapist. Yes. Yep. And so basically he has, you know, um, the knowledge or whatever like that. So Otis helps kids with their sexual questions and things like that. That evolves in like the first season, trickles into the second one. But in this third season is where, you know, just more of season one, season two. Um, I recommend it without giving any details because it is the third season, but I do recommend it. But um, I do have one comment. So Josh, what is the last thing you watched on that seat on season three? Um, I actually ended halfway through an episode because uh, I was too tired. But it was, um, <laughs> it was, uh, what's, I can't remember his name. Uh, well, he's crawling down a bus uh, on, on magic mushrooms. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jackson. Um, yeah. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he's knocking on a door. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, um, when Otis was dating Ruby, Mm. and then you can tell he doesn't want to be really be with ruby he wants to be with with Maeve. i'm like he crazy ruby's sexy as shit he needs to be with ruby <laughs> but that's all i want to say but one thing i do like about season three um you know it's kind of like we talked to well that was pre-show stuff but like you know if you don't know something you kind of just don't know about it so mm. on this season they they've already dealt with like gay people and stuff like that but now they get into this season they get into uh non-binary people and um and stuff like that and what they go through so it's like if you don't know that you would just never know what they go through that's cool so yeah so the name of the show is called sex education on netflix has three seasons out i highly recommend it all right so i have been a busy bee this week and last week too. So um, I just finished Truth of the Divine. 
Um, it is the second book that YouTuber Lindsay Ellis has written. Has anybody, has any, either of you guys heard of her? No. Don't think so. Okay, that's cool. Um, she's like a really old school YouTuber, like video person. Have you guys heard of Nostalgia Critic? No. Maybe. Okay. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> well, he was one of the earlier people that um, he'd be like, oh, hey, remember like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and like make fun of it basically and so she was the nostalgia chick at one point and then there was a whole falling out and so she just started going by her own name so like either last year or the year before she wrote a book called um axioms and and um this is the sequel to it so the first one was okay basically it's you know aliens have come to um earth and um, she is that special girl that is, you know, befriends one and tries to, you know, bridge the gap. But then there's other aliens trying to, you know, do some crazy shit. And so overall, it was a fine book. Um, I was like, I appreciate the author not being like, oh, yeah, this girl wants to fuck this alien, right? And so, like, at the very end of the book, it was it was heavily hinted at the girl like the alien. I was like, God damn it, Lindsay, don't do this. <laughs> so jump to the sequel. And about, like, three or four chapters in, the, the main character girl has some vivid, like, some very vivid stuff about, like, oh, man, I would like to have sex with this alien. And this is how I would do it. And I'm like, God damn it, Lindsay. Why are you into weird shit? I'm not here for this. Can I but, ask what, um, the, what the aliens look like? Um, so their bodies are kind of like mechanical, but like then they have like the head of like a cat. Oh, stop. All right, stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, and then like this book was split off between the main girl from the first one and a new male character. And I'm like, I'm not here for this male character but I get why she sidelined the female character because she had like PTSD from the first book. So her mental health was shot. So I get it, but I'm not here for this dude. But um, overall, it's an all right book. Um, I would not recommend it, but it was all right. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's gearing up for a, another sequel? Like a, a full yeah, she, she's, she's already working on the third book. She already put on her Twitter, look out for it in 2023. Okay. Yeah um <laughs> then also um so you're an or, do you play xbox at all josh i know you're a playstation guy oh no no you, you've got me wrong there no i, I am an xbox. i listened to the last episode man and you were like playstation for life i thought you i did not say that i will send you a clip <laughs> of you saying you. these words sir <laughs> i dare you to no uh, no I'm, I'm exclusively xbox um so there yeah <laughs> so did you um download halo infinite I did, yeah. The the surprise release on was it Monday? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been I've played it today actually. So I've been really hyped up because they're like, oh yeah, Halo Infinite is about to be free free to play, free on mm. Game Pass. I'm like, bet, let's fucking go, because um, I don't have an Xbox, but I have a computer, and you know, Microsoft has been beef, you know, beefing up this streaming stuff on Game Pass. You know, where you don't even need like your computer doesn't even need to be good as long as you got an internet connection you're good to go mm, yeah. so i'm like okay cool surprise release i get on my computer you know it's a windows computer um uh, that i was on and i was like okay all right in game pass here 
And I'm like, he keeps asking me to download this game. How do I stream it? And it's not one of the games that you can stream. So I was very upset because I was a big Halo guy back in the Xbox 360 days. Mm. And I was hoping to get back in the game. But alas, my computer is not up to the task. And they are not talking about um, letting me stream stream that. Uh, my condolences. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's still going to be there in a year's time, or whenever you get the chance to play it. Uh, and to be honest, it, it'll be better as well because they released it early, and it's, um, it's 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 in fit shape. But I feel like there's a lot more they can be adding, and there's a few glitches in there and stuff. So, yeah, maybe it's worth waiting. Um, also, I have been playing Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD on the Switch. And let me tell you this. Um, I'm hating these controls, y'all. Why? So the, so this is a remake of a Wii game. And this is, um, in this one, they were like, oh, hey. So people love, you know, motion controls, right? So we're going to make it so instead of pushing a button to use the sword, you got to swing the Wiimote. And so, oh. yeah. And so clearly a lot of people didn't like that shit. So a lot of people skipped it like me. So in this remake, well, remaster, they were like, okay, we, all right, guys, we got you. We know y'all don't like that. We still not going to let you push a button to swing the sword. You're going to, the whole right stick is the sword now. So if you want to adjust the camera, you need to hold down, I think it's um, uh, L1, and then and then you got to use the the, uh, the stick to rotate it and shit. And I'm like, I am fucking up control so much because I need to move the camera and I'm swinging at something, or I'm trying to fight a guy and I'm hitting a button and I'm getting killed. Mm. Yeah, there's I've been a few games that have done that kind of configuration. It's it's just it's bad. <laughs> it's just unpleasant to play. Right. Yeah, that's what the worst thing is like a game you want to play, but then like the controller, the controls are weird and you mm. can't and it's just hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, like that uh, Two Human, that game that came out on think, 360 ages ago. And it flopped for that reason, just uh, having to hold down the button to look around. I was out and about yesterday and, you know, it's pretty cold out. And so I don't like to be cold. So I had my, my leather gloves on and I'm walking around and I'm feeling like a fucking assassin, right? Like just ready to fucking kill somebody. And that made me think back to earlier in the day when I read a 007 book, um, comic book. Actually, we all read it. Uh, it's called um, James Bond 007 Barga? Var? Vark, Matt, where you at, man? Vargra, yeah, Vark, Farger, Varger, yeah, yeah, that one too. So, um, this was, I'll go first. I really like this comic book. Um, I've never read a like a like a non short story of a James Bond, and I never read a James Bond comic book. So all the James Bond exposure I had was the movies. And like in this comic, this motherfucker is brutal as shit. Mm. Like, just like the fucking, just like 
he don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not going to subdue you. You, This fight is taking too long. I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face and I'm going to keep moving. And I'm like, God damn. Like, it starts off with like, when he threw that cinder block at the guy's <laughs> back, I was like, wait, what are we doing here? <laughs> Daniel Craig would never do that. <laughs> yeah, man. And also, but I also like how he's like also human. Like when they were like, hey, man, um, so double O's, double O's can't carry a gun in the country anymore. And like the moment he heard that in every fucking page of the book, he was complaining about that shit. And I was like, he is a goddamn child. And I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely got his character down to a T. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a lot more gruesome than um, than the films or the books. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was taken aback by that. I, I guess let's give a quick synopsis, not to do any horror spoilers, but basically the book is Bond's on his next assignment and he's tasked with finding out who's bringing in this new drug into the country and to put a stop to it. And a whole bunch of motherfuckers die. Yeah, with, yep. with, like with E, like, like yeah, that was the, my, my biggest takeaway was like he was shooting like he was a punisher out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Like truly he's like, I'm in a video game. Headshot, headshot, headshot. Like, geez, man. Shot a guy in the neck. It was like, what? <laughs> and one dude was like the part where they gave him the wrong location and he shows up. He just started he shooting. Shot, yeah. yeah. He just started shooting. He didn't even like, ask no questions. They weren't even after him then. He just right. turned around the corner. The dudes were staying there. So he shot him. Right. <laughs> now what killed me was um, there's a part where, um, he's he he comes in from the airport and he's picked up and the people tell him that they're with him but then when they get him in the car they try and kill him and like he fucking kills the driver and like incapacitates the person that's trying to kill him and then he calmly goes to the trunk and gets his luggage and just wheels that shit to where he's supposed to go like like you didn't just fucking kill some people like what the fuck is this (laughs) also this um i'm basing this off the i didn't know james bond smoked yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised that they kept that since it was a modern story. Yeah. Does does um like Sean Connery, James Bond smoke? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. He does in the books me- as well. Okay, because I'm like Daniel Craig or um. I mean, you can't Pier- smoke now. That's the Pierce thing. Brosnan. Yeah, he, so, he didn't smoke. So I'm, I'm trying to think like did the older one smoke? I think I think it was just Connery. I think what happened was um, it sort of slowly fell out of fashion. Uh, Roger Moore would smoke the occasional cigar. I think Brosnan did too, and then they just scrapped it completely after that. Yeah, but yeah, it like, seems like after every kill he did, he like smoked a cigarette afterwards. <laughs> I think yeah, I but also <laughs> like I can't speak for the UK, but in America, like if you have smoking in your movie, that's an instant R rating. Really? Really? Yeah. Is that a new thing? Yeah, it's it's within the last like ten years. Right. Okay. All right. That probably explains it then. I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know that either. Like, they really don't want the children to see that. Well, they can always read this comic book. Right. (laughs) In your local comic store. Um, Also, I was very surprised that they made M black. I was like, okay. Like, Money Penny Penny being black. I was like, okay. But then he went to the office. I was like, who is this black man? What's happening here? (laughs) Right. What are you doing in this chat? <laughs> <Right. laughs> 
I guess again, it's part of the sort of modernization. I guess. Um, yeah, uh, uh, it's it's interesting. They've um, they've done a good job of keeping it modern, but also keeping it very much rooted in, like just looking at like how Bond himself looks is very. He's sort of like an amalgamation of all the different actors. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then Monty Penny's a bit like Naomi Harris, I guess, but not yeah. quite. Still a different character. <laughs> just black. <laughs> <laughs> And then Q, well, Q is also sort of like um, he kind of looks like on uh, Cleese. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Also, uh, I like how they were giving him shit about his gun. He's like, "This is a woman's <laughs> gun, and not a nice woman." Yeah. He's like, "Can I take that prostitute's weapon away from you?" Like, Jesus, Q. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good laugh as well. Yeah. But overall, you guys, you guys liked it. Yeah. 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 I spent like $30 on a humble bundle of all James Bond comic books. So trust, we will be reading this shit. All right, (laughs) y'all. Thank you for the sacrifice. All right. uh, One last thing before we hit the movie. I forgot to bring up the theme song for um, Casino Royale last time. I fucking love that song. Um, Mm. You know my name? Mm. Yeah really enjoyed it it's a it's a banger as we say it is (laughs) it is and um we're about to discuss the last upbeat daniel craig james bond um song (laughs) uh so this week we discuss quantum of solace when you can't tell your friends from your enemies it's time to go you don't have to worry about me this man and i have some unfinished business the first thing you should know about us is that we have people everywhere. What the hell is this organization, Bond? How can they be everywhere and we know nothing about them? This is the world's most precious resource. We need to control as much of it as we can. Name check, Dominic Green. He's a person of extreme interest. We've already begun destabilizing the government. You know who Green is and you want to put us in bed with him. Yeah, you're right. We should just deal with nice people. Bond is back moments after the end of Casino Royale with Mr. White captured and ready to be interrogated. Sadly, the mysterious organization he works for, Quantum, aids in Mr. White's escape before he can be questioned. Bond's search for answers into Vesper's past leads him to uncover a plot to disrupt the water rights in Bolivia, and he finds a woman out for revenge similar to himself. By the end, um, Bond regains his quantum of solace. And we'll explain what that is in a little bit, y'all. Josh, what did you think of the opening song of this movie? Uh, Another Way to Die. Yeah, it's okay. It's, I feel like um, with Bond songs, is, uh, the range is vast. It goes between amazing, uh, incredible, and just just dog shit <laughs> and i feel like um this one's probably squarely in the middle it's it's fairly forgettable but when you're actually listening to it to it uh, for me it was it was it's kind of it's kind of good it's pretty pretty standard rock i guess uh matt i don't know because i didn't listen to it what do you mean i skipped it like i'm um it that's what i was going to talk about i hate that like in these Bond films, how you stretch out the fucking music with that whole shit. Come on, man. I didn't come here to see some shit. Start the fucking movie, man. I hate that. 
It is very interesting that you said this. I just watched a YouTube video about this, about like opening theme songs and like how um, it, he was talking about like the origins of it. Mm-hmm. And then like how, you know, movies started doing it and audiences are like, like you just said, start the fucking movie. I don't want this. Like this is slowing down the movie, like right. slowing down the pace. Because hold on, before you finish, because you had this great, action sequence at the beginning and you do this and then you transition then you slow it down with this whole musical thing and it's like what are we doing but not go ahead no no, i mean that's basically it like audiences don't like it so like you rarely see them now like james bond is like one of the few movies that like will make you sit through an opening thing and you're gonna see the names of every fucking person that worked on this movie before the movie starts and he also mentioned how marvel does them too but you don't see them until the end of the movie and it's like why did you waste all that money in making this if you're just gonna throw it at the end of the movie right because i was just like not thinking about it yet it is just the bond movies because i'm just watching it so like I just skipped it. I didn't listen to nothing. I was like, because you're just dragging it down. You you got me on this roller coaster with this high speed chase and everything. And now you're just going to. And it seemed like it always seemed like it lasts forever. It's like it's not like, you know, I don't know. I can't 10 seconds, 20 seconds. It seems like I don't know how long it is. No, it's, it's, is a it full, it's, it's the whole song. It's like three right, or four minutes. <laughs> right. So it's just like. Yeah, so I skipped it. Fair enough. I like this song. Like, I know that it's not a song that a lot of people like, but like, I love like the little, what's that, like electric guitar at the beginning that don't know, no, 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 you know, and I like Alicia Keys and Jack White's okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, or at least started at the beginning. No, that's not, that's not what it's doing. It's giving you a taste. It's like a TV show, like where you get the little, you know, you get your little stinger and then you get the theme song and then you get the show. That's, that's, think of it like that. No, yeah, I, I, I always enjoy them, but um, I never realized people didn't. Uh, but it, you know, it makes sense. And you're right in that there aren't many films that actually still do this. Yeah. I guess I think Mission Impossible. You sort of do. You have that montage at the beginning of scenes from the film. To oh, the yeah, the yeah but those aren't as long though, and no, like no. they try and keep those like as brief as possible for you know people like Matt that just want to get to the movie. Like respect, like. <laughs> I'm not of that opinion, but I'm not going to fault you for wanting to get the movie going. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. But all right, so Josh, what did you, what were your thoughts on Quantum of Solace? Uh, it's one of those films I kind of grew up watching a few times uh, when I was still a child, I guess. So by the time I had the, the critical apparatus to properly review it, it was already kind of ingrained in me, and I, I don't really know... I, I, I recognize that it isn't as good as Casino Royale, but I still think it's a decent film. It feels very much like those kind of straight to Netflix thrillers that came out <laughs> years ago, you know, like starring like a B-list actor or something. It has that feel to it, but yeah. for what it is, I still think it's 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 a good fun. It's it's a good ride, and and it's also, and this is really unique in terms of Bond films, but it's a really good sequel. I think. Yeah. I get, I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, what about you, Matt? I agree with Josh's. Casino Royale was better, um, and like I realized, for some reason, like I've seen this movie multiple times, but like in my mind, 
it's in pieces. Like I've I've seen um, the scene where Mrs. Fields is covered in oil. Like in that, in my mind, I've seen that like thirty times. But then like other parts of the movie, I'm like, I don't remember this, so it's weird. But I will say, um, it's an it's an okay movie. It's a good movie. Eh, I don't go good. It's a it's an okay movie. Goodish. Casino Royale was a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. I am done. <laughs> uh, so I, I this is the second time I've seen this movie. And the first time I saw it was like whenever it came out on DVD and I did not like it. But with fresh eyes and having seen Casino Royale a lot sooner, I liked it a lot more. Like, I don't hate it. And I I would not call this my least favorite Daniel Craig movie. My, sorry, I would not count this as my least Daniel Craig James Bond movie. This would not be it. Um. I saw something as I was doing my research on this episode that called this movie DLC for Casino Royale. <laughs> and I feel like that's very apt. Right. Um, mm. It's a solid movie. Um, what I really like about this movie is, and especially Casino Royale, is like how down to earth the villains plots are. Like in the first one, Lashif was like, I am going to short this stock, GameStop. Game stop style. And this one, Green is like, we are going to fucking cause a real drought and then we're going to extort this country. And this actually happened. And we're going to get into that in the trivia. But uh, so I really like how like realistic that is compared to like some shit that we're going to get into later where, you know, motherfuckers, you know, shooting rockets and shit, you know? Uh-huh. Mm. Um, also, like, I feel like um, M was just like fucking kicking ass this one, like with her little fucking one liners and shit. Like when yeah. um, <laughs> when she's like, you know, when people say they've got uh, people everywhere, they don't uh, they don't usually meet in the same room with you. Right. <laughs> and then uh, when <laughs> and then when they're in that double agent's apartment and she's like, he worked with me for he worked with us for five oh, was it eight years. And he was my personal bodyguard for five. And I, I see all this shit I bought him for Christmas and she's holding like an ashtray and Bond's like, he didn't smoke. And then she just throws the ashtray on the ground like, <laughs> fuck your gill. <laughs> but yeah, like overall, I did like this movie. Um, it, it is a good um, companion to Casino Royale. A good, it's, it's, it's good DLC. Like I am, I would have been happy to spend my like $15 on this game, on this game, on this movie. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. agree. Like, storyline purposes like it was a good continuation of it uh, but it's like that's all it that's all it was good for i mean don't get me wrong the action was good um but it just seems like i don't like based enough casino royale he wasn't fighting everybody he saw right but it seems like on this one everybody he came in contact with he fought <laughs> i must kill you right <laughs> Because uh, uh, what's the next one after this? Uh, Skyfall. I don't think I've seen Skyfall. So this will be good when uh, we do this. But basing off these two and watching like so recently, yeah, it's like I said, it was an okay continuation of this. Uh, good action. 
but because wait, I'm thinking, oh no, wait, he slept with Mrs. Fields. I'm trying to think, he didn't sleep with uh, anybody in this movie, no. it was just Mrs. Fields. Yeah, and I also like when he got to the hotel, he saw like, hey, um, I can't find my uh, uh, stationery. Can you right. help me? Like, right. uh, that, 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 that's lines that's working out here now. Right. That, that's all it took, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. when they go to the first hotel and he's like, no, nah, I don't like it. Right. <laughs> I'm not slumming it. Ew. <laughs> so um, I read the short story that this is based off of. And I was expecting some shit where James Bond is about to do some cool spy shit, fucking motherfuckers up. But this is a story about James Bond being told a story about a couple whose marriage like disintegrated. Mm. Yeah, nothing at yeah. all to do with the film. Right. Yeah. So I want to read to you guys a quote, and this explains what the quantum of solace is. Uh, well, this passage from the book. It says, the governor paused and looked reflectively over at Bond. He said, you're not married, but I think it's the same with all relationships between a man and a woman. They can survive anything so long as some kind of basic humanity exists between the two people. When all kindness has gone, when one person obviously and sincerely doesn't care if the other person is alive or dead, then it's just no good. That particular insult to the ego, worse to the instinct of self-preservation, can never be forgiven. I've noticed this in hundreds of marriages. I've seen flagrant infidelities patched up. I've seen crimes and even murder forgiven by the other party, let alone bankruptcy and every other form of social crime. Incurable disease, blindness, disaster, all these can be overcome but never the death of common humanity in one of the partners. I've thought about this and I've invented a rather high sounding title for this basic factor in human relations. I've called it the law of quantum of solace. So that is what the quantum of solace is. Essentially, Bond felt extremely betrayed by Vesper in the first movie, well, by the end of the first movie. And so like, he's just he was on a war path in this one, just fucking killing every fucking body, not mm-hmm. doing his job. And so by the end of it, he, he released some of that hate in his heart. Mm. Mm. That makes, I mean, now you explain like that. Yeah. Cause you know, he let the guy live at the end and, and he gave him, motor oil but still he helped him out right well there's a, there's a guy after that as well um vespa's old boy oh yeah he, he lets live oh yeah that's right that's right yeah fine so, would have yeah, found him much. at the beginning it would have been a bullet to the face like yeah. like yeah. in a comic book yeah <laughs> rip his head off <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all let's uh let's get out of here so uh what do you guys think the rotten tomatoes is on quantum of solace also, the short story was pretty decent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd, uh, I'm going to say 61. I go with 70. 64. Mm. With a 58% audience score. They didn't like that's it. Nah, they didn't. People was hating on this fucking movie at the Casino Royale. Like, they say, all right, Casino Royale part two. What the fuck is this? <laughs> all right trivia time 
Quantum of Solace represents the first time that a James Bond movie or any Hollywood blockbuster for that matter opened in this country prior to its U.S. premiere. A, India, B, China, C, Mexico, D, Bolivia. Bolivia, since it happened there. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, I'll go to Bolivia. India. Uh, it I wonder debuted, why. It, it de- probably trade shit. Oh. It debuted in India on November 7, 2008, exactly one week before it rolled out in North America. Mm. Mm. All right, let's see here. <clears throat> let's do a trivia dump. So the movie's a pretty clear reference to the water wars in Bolivia that occurred in the year 2000, when water rights were sold to a corporation which sharply increased the price beyond the ability of many Bolivians to pay for it, inciting demonstrations that forced the government to reverse the decision. The U.S. agreement in the movie to support a coup in order to get oil also recalls America's swift support for and possible involvement with attempted coup in venezuela in 2002 interestingly the evil plot from the movie is less evil than the real life one as the intended price hike is less than the one that actually happened oh wow (laughs) and i bet it was something where they probably had it like at the same thing but then a writer was like well a producer was probably like nah that shit sound too evil people gonna think it's fake (laughs) yeah um In a later interview, Daniel Craig revealed that the script originally wasn't intended to be as much of a sequel to Casino Royale as it ended up being. However, because of the writer's strike, they had only the bare bones of a script, and Craig and director Mark Foster ended up rewriting a lot of scenes between them, with many decisions being made on the fly and at the last second. Much of the content that made it such a direct sequel to Casino Royale was a last-second addition. Also, the title was chosen more or less at random, where Craig said that most Bond movie titles are meaningless anyway. He's <laughs> not wrong, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Skyfall? <laughs> um, Jeffrey Wright's role as Felix Leiter was originally much, much bigger, but onset rewrites reduced his role. And lastly... James Bond and leading Bond girl Camille share a kiss in this movie, but do not make love, making it a first for a James Bond movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's a very forced kiss as well. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> like, they're like, hey, we have to do this. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Um, thank you for coming back, Josh. Do you have anything to plug? <clears throat> um, not not really no um no just just it's a pleasure to be here that's uh, that's enough for me you know it's it's a privilege (laughs) well like i said you know we genuinely you know it's nice that we've met you and we genuinely appreciate you working with us with these three time zones that we have to figure out to get this recording to the people and we appreciate well i'll speak for myself i appreciate your insight (laughs) Um, I second that. I, yeah, I appreciate you being on. I just lost my train of thought. That's fair. <laughs> um, That's fair. But uh, thank you for being on. Uh, uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and I second the other with the time zone thing and everything. I'm, I'm, thank you for being flexible with everything. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. You're too kind.
All right. So thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusetotalkpod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, We Used to Talk About This at Work, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Used to Talk Pod. Come back next week where we will discuss Eight Crazy Nights in honor of Hanukkah. I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if this was a bad episode, but whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.